Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Throwing Partners. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm by myself. No Chris. So we switched roles like he did a few weeks ago. So he's the one recovering from something right now. Hopefully he gets better by tomorrow. Seems it's going to be a quick thing. But you got to deal with me. I don't know if I can do as great of a job as he did two weeks ago, but I'm going to try. So bear with me. I hope you're having a good day, whichever day you are listening on. Um, just want to start off with some news um, today. Today is Sunday, so if you're listening, um, Drew Brees finally announced his retirement after weeks of speculation whether or not he was going to retire or not. Finally did. It was a cool video he posted on his Instagram of his kids pretty much announcing his retirement. And as you can see, I think that video of you know, him and Tom Brady talking after the NFC championship game, it was more of like, that was the sign, I think, of him going and seeing how it was sent around his kids. And now like his IG was sent around his kids as well, just shows that he's ready for that family life. He's done with football at 32 years of age. Hats off to him. What a great career. Still won't forgive him for beating the Colts in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm still kind of bitter about that onside kick after the halftime, but Five years in San Diego. I know a lot of San Diegans, like Charger fans, really missed him, and but they got Phillip. So, you know, I don't think they're better towards him. Spent the next 15 in New Orleans. He went 172-114, 13 Pro Bowls, uh, won a comeback player of the year, two-time offensive player of the year. Uh, he's second all-time in touchdowns with 571 right behind Tom Brady. So when you play longer, your records go up. So hats off to him. I know that left, I think, the Saints really thinking about where they were going to go with their quarterback within the last couple, last two months. I mean, if you think about it, you know, he kind of left them hanging. Maybe he was in contact with him. But from what it seems like, they didn't have any plans of getting a replacement for him. And I think, like, worst comes to worst, they were going to go with Taysom Hill. And we saw that right after he announced his retirement. The Saints inked Taysom, Taysom Hill to a four-year, $140 million extension. So he gets his chance as a full-time quarterback. I know in the past he's been a two-way player doing right, doing receiving or uh, filling when Breeze was injured this past season. Did pretty well, so we'll see how that goes. I think it's going to be – it's just a weird end of an era for New Orleans, and I think we're going to see them kind of fall a little bit in the next few years um, in regards to just – the overall team atmosphere and like how they're set up. I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, Chris and I, but you know, Carolina might be coming back. I know Tampa Bay is going to be there. Brady resigned his extension to get them more money so they can bring more weapons to keep winning Super Bowls until he's 90 years old. So the NFC South is really interesting. Hopefully Christian McCaffrey comes back and you know, Teddy Bridgewater gets that weapon and kind of brings them back up, getting second above the Saints. We'll see how that goes. But it's kind of like bittersweet. But, you know, the Saints have always been there, like, since Drew Brees took over and, like, seeing the end of an era come. It's like you don't like seeing players like you kind of grew up watching retire, but it's like, wow, like, time really flies. So hats off to him. Um, that's, like, the biggest NFL news of the week. Um, we are getting some free agent stuff going on. Uh, some trades. I know Zach Ertz in Philly is not happy with how the Eagles are treating his contract and seeing how things play out there. His time in Philly's done. Philly is cleaning house. They got rid of Wentz. They're going to get rid of Ertz. 
who knows where he goes. But he's still a good, he's still a good player. And I think um, there's teams out there that really could use a guy like him. So look for him, probably bounce around a different team. Love him in Indianapolis, but who knows? He, I don't know where he'll go. In other news, uh, Cam Newton re-signed a one-year deal with the Patriots. So year one in New England, year one with Cam, year one with no Brady was a little bit of an experiment, but I think New England played it safe here by keeping Cam Newton. I think he wanted to stay there and he liked it. Cam's still a good quarterback. And I think if he gets weapons around him in New England, he's going to bring that team back up. I'm not saying Super Bowl champs are bound or even top of the AFC because I think KC and Buffalo are still going to be there. So I have a soft spot for Buffalo. So I think in the next, you know, three or four years, like they're going to be on top of the AFC East. And I think like New England's reign is over and they're finally like, we can finally break out. So We'll see how that plays out, but I think if you give Cam Newton the right weapons, um, he, can, he can turn that franchise around with him and Bill Belichick. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, moving on to another news. Uh, for the first time since 1976, we're going on to NCAA basketball. We never talk about this. I think this is episode 16, I think. And Chris and I have never talked about NCAA basketball. We've barely talked about college in general. That's his expertise. He knows so many college players. I know nothing. I know the schools that I live near, and that's about it. I'm not a big college guy. I do prefer professional sports. Always have, just didn't grow up um, watching them, really. So, But since 1976, Duke and Kentucky have been making the NCAA tournament. So this is the first time since 76 that they haven't made the tournament. And in my lifetime, seeing, you know, brackets, I know bracket season's coming right now. Like it started today. Like it's always been Duke and Kentucky. They've always been there. And then like seeing them not (laughs) be in there is just, it's really mind blowing. So it's going to be different. And I think like the two powerhouses not making the tournament is going to really pull together some Cinderella stories this NCAA tournament season. We'll see how that plays out. Maybe we'll talk about it in the future. Also, like, if you guys want us to do a bracket on anything that you think of, like, it could be, like, movies, TV, snacks, because we love snacks and we talk about it, and I still don't know the difference between a meal and a snack. (laughs) So just send us a bracket, and then we can do one. We can do a whole bracket episode. Like, we love doing just fun episodes. So send us in. We'll post on our Instagram and our Facebook see what you guys want us to say. And with that, we're going to move on to the NBA, going from NCAA to the NBA. Going after the All-Star break, things are picking up. Teams, you know, they're cutting ties with players, which leads us to LaMarcus Aldridge getting cutting ties with the Spurs. Uh, We'll see where he lands. I know uh, Griffin just did his buyout with Detroit, and he went over to Brooklyn. So we'll see where Aldridge goes. You know, he's in his mid-30s, late-30s. Um, he could still play. And I think um, defensively and even bring a few offense, he can he can benefit any team, like, in the playoff hunt this season. So we'll see where he lands. Um, Lakers announced um, Anthony Davis still has about two weeks until he comes back. I think 
I think the Lakers are in good shape. Um, in their last 10, they are, man, they're four and six. And, you know, looking at it, Phoenix has really picked up. They're 25 and 12. LA is 25 and 13. The Clippers have fallen a little bit. They, in the last 10, two are four and six, just like the Lakers. The Jazz are still crazy good. Even though in the last 10, they are five and five and they're on a one game losing streak, but they're still hot. They have a comfortable lead on top of the Western Conference, about two and a half games. But I think once AD gets back in LA, we're going to see that change a little bit. Hopefully for the good, I want to see Lakers back on top as a fan. So we'll see how that goes. But the biggest thing is a big injury in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid goes down. Uh, people were really speculating after that fall whether what was wrong with his knee. Ended up just being a bone bruise. Thankfully, he is in the tops of the MVP right now. It's like, who is it, him or LeBron? Um, I'm leaning towards more LeBron, but that's just bias. But man, Philly's really going to miss in the next two weeks. And this is going to show, like this injury is really going to show how they pull out in the East. They are just one game above Brooklyn right now. They're 27 and 12. Brooklyn is 26 and 13, nine and one in their last 10. Winners of five. Philly's winners of five, or winners of four. Brooklyn's winners of four. Philly's winners of five in a row. We'll see how that goes after losing Embiid. They have a lot of depth. They got Doc Rivers. I think they're still good, but man, we're if we see Brooklyn take that jump, like def, like especially with adding Blake Griffin and just having their big three healthy and back, like Brooklyn's going to take that leap to first place and they're going to be the number one seed unless Philly can really just find a way to like get out of these two weeks, you know, with a winning record. So we'll see, we'll really like seeing this, like how it'll play out or we'll see how it goes, but man, Brooklyn's going to take that jump. I don't, I Philly's strong, but without Embiid, like their MVP player, I think they're going to fall a little bit. I don't think they'll go to three or four, but Brooklyn's going to take that leap. And I think in the next two weeks, they're going to be on top of the Eastern Conference at this moment. That's all about basketball. Basketball just got underway after the All-Star break. I don't know if anyone watched the game. I didn't, but kind of lost its luster for me the last few years. It's just like a blowout. And I don't really like the team captain thing. I know it's good for the game and it's good for ratings on TV. But I don't know. I like East versus West, like seeing those players. But, you know, it's cool. Like, I guess sometimes teams like these big players like LeBron and KD, like picking their team and like seeing like who they like. And like it's it's like they're playing 2K and they're just stacking a team and see how many points they can score. So it's fun like that. But I don't know, like getting older, I'm not a really big fan of it anymore. Like I love the dunk contest. I love the skill challenge growing up. I loved watching the all-star game, but kind of just lost its touch for me. I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of it anymore, but I, I keep up and see how guys do that. I like to see and watch play. But other than that, basketball is getting started after the break. We got a couple of weeks left of that, and then they're going to the playoffs in the early spring. Well, probably late April, I think it starts. I don't know how the season's playing out with COVID and everything, but uh, hopefully they, some cities get fans in so they can see their teams win. But let's move on to MLB.
So the big news, speaking of letting fans in, Texas announced they are going to allow full capacity in their stadium. 100%. They don't care. They want all the fans in. And I get it a little bit. They opened a new stadium last year. It barely saw fans in the playoffs in the World Series. They need money. And they need to fund that stadium somehow. And, you know, I hear it's really nice. I hear uh, Texas Live is really nice. So let's get those fans out there. They did announce they're going to do safety precautions with, you know, the concourse, like the people getting food, uh, no standing around like bar areas or anything. And you have to wear a mask. And I think if you don't wear a mask, it's like you can't go to the game. Like, sorry. But I think people are going to go anyways and wear a mask. I think, like, if they want their baseball, like, they're going to do whatever it takes, just like me. If they're like, hey, come in a bubble, I'm going to come in a bubble. I'm going to go down to Angel Stadium or Petco Park and just be in my huge bubble watching the game because I miss baseball so much. I looked online to see opening day tickets for the Angels, and they haven't announced when they're going to let single-game tickets go on sale on their website, but through a third-party ticket seller, reseller they're starting at a little bit over fourteen hundred dollars in you know southern california they're letting around 20 percent capacity so that's about nine thousand fans at angel stadium and i'm not gonna pay fourteen hundred dollars i'm not paying my stimulus to go to opening day against the white Sox to sit god knows where in that stadium um i'll just listen on the radio because i'm blocked out on tv I'll turn on the radio like I have been and see how it goes. But, man, I hope one day I get to see a game this year. I know a lot of our listeners love baseball. We love baseball. And it sucks not seeing it live. But, hey, I'll watch it on TV. I'll turn on the radio. Any content, anything they give me to keep up with the game, like, I'm in. So, there's some news. Um, there are some surprise players in the spring. Um, spring training's around – maybe 10, 15 games in, um, it's booming down there in Florida and in Arizona. There's a lot of players on new teams that are going to get in the field for it. What I like the most is I'm keeping up with Jock Peterson, who spent his entire career with the Dodgers. He goes over for getting really a full-time position with the Cubs. And I know spring, it's early sample size, so they're just getting their feel for it. But he is tearing the cover off the ball. Like his stats are unbelievable right now. He has 22 at bats in nine games, eight runs, 12 hits, 12 of those hits are five homers. Oh, and he has two doubles along with it. So his sluggings, you know, a whopping 1.3, which is outstanding. Like he hasn't struck out much, struck four times in 22 at bats. He, I think he's really going to thrive in Chicago. I think he signed that one year deal with them to get a full-time playing position. You know, he only only did spot starts with the Dodgers against, I think it was against righties, like, because he couldn't really hit lefties that much as a left-handed hitter, but he's hitting the ball to all parts of the field. It's fun to see. Um, I'm not a Dodger fan, but I like Jock. I like what he, like, does in the community, like, as a player. Like, he was almost an angel, which sucks, but, hey, he got his ring, and he gets a chance to play full-time with Chicago, and – He's really going to thrive. I think he's a little bit better bat and fielder than Kyle Schwarber. 
and they got him for a little bit cheaper than what Schwarber signed with the Nats. So I think it's going to be a huge pickup. We'll see if they choose to extend him. I know the Cubs are kind of on this budget restraint right now, you know, dropping players because they're too expensive. Um, we'll see how that goes. But I like Jock in Chicago. Um, there are a few other things like we're going to go over to Tampa and talk about the Rays for a little bit. They have uh, the top prospect in baseball, Wander Franco. He's playing short. They're testing him at third. He's doing okay. Um, we'll see if he breaks camp this this season. We don't know if the Rays are going to do service time uh, manipulation or anything like the Cubs did with Chris Bryant in the last few years, but we'll see how, we'll we'll see how this plays out. But you know, he's tops. If he breaks in to the season this year, like he's the tops for AL Rookie of the Year, like hands down. So um, I love seeing prospects come up and just raking. Um, there are a lot of hit or misses, pun intended, um, with prospects. Like being a, an Angel fan, we had a lot of top prospects going back at like third or something like Dallas McPherson or um, Brandon Wood, and they never panned out. And, you know, it's that's the thing about being a prospect in the minors. Like you could be hot stuff in college, get drafted high, and then just not have it click in the minors. And, you know, that's the sad story of being a ball player is you don't know how your career is going to pan out and you're lucky to, you know, see 10 years in the big leagues. Like it's a big deal for a lot of people. Like if you follow guys online, like on Instagram or on Twitter and they get their 10 years, or even if they hear interviews about it, they are ecstatic to see it because, you know, they know that they're like pretty good. Like they're all stars. Like, like there's thankful to be there for a decade because it's that hard to play that game. So we hope it goes well with these prospects that are trying to break camp this season. Um, another prospect the race have is Brendan McKay. He is the only other two way player that I can really think of other than Shohei Otani. And he had shoulder surgeries coming off of that. So he's kind of, you know, he hit a little bit last year. He's pitched a little bit the last few years. Um, as of right now, like Rays are going to Ray and he was quoted in saying he's still going to do both. Like once he's healthy, he's still going to pitch and we'll see how that goes with, with him because with Otani, like it's always hit or miss with him. You know, he pitched on Saturday against the white Sox, and he did okay. Like his breaking stuff was good, but his control was off, you know, how much he's going to do both. Who's going to dictate what he does. Like, I hope like the Rays do the same thing with like um, with McKay that they let the Angels do with Otani and like kind of let him dictate how he wants to do it. And if they really want to do both, um, you got to let him do it. And, you know, even though the team's paying your contract, I think if they want to do what's best for the team and they're paying you, you should also like go to them and be like, all right, like, I guess I'll just hit or I guess I'll just pitch. But We'll see how teams dictate that. Um, other than that, pretty s slow week. We didn't have much to talk about. You know, I hope I did well for everyone. I hope Chris gets better. I miss him. He said that he missed talking to me on <laughs> the last pod that I was out. So I miss talking to him. It's just, it's weird. It's different. But this is just the cards were dealt with. But I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you listen. Whatever day you're on the week. Have a good one. Like, subscribe, follow on Instagram. 
um, with all that. Oh, and I wanted to bring up something that happened last week. We talked about top cities, top, top sports cities in America and Canada. Chris brought up Toronto. Um, when I was re-listening to the podcast, I don't like listening to it, but I was editing it and I noticed I didn't rank my cities really like i kept saying chicago but didn't rank chicago so i'm going to take this time now since it's just me to actually do my top five or six or whatever um so here we go number one boston number two new york three chicago four philly five st louis and that's it i might go six six pittsburgh Seven LA. I'm throwing LA in the top 10 because when I think about the other sports around Southern California, there's so many fair weather fans out here, but you know, thinking about it and thinking about fans and like how like gung ho they are about their teams, like no matter what, like they stick up for them and I'll put LA at seven. All right. You heard it here. I'm putting LA in the top 10 sports cities at number seven. Not top five, seven. So <sighs> I hate to do it, but you know, I'm a Laker fan. So I kind of have a thing for LA. Just that team. No one else. The Angels, not in LA, they're in Orange County. They're in the heart of Anaheim. Anaheim Angels till I die. Right here. It's on recording, on audio. Other than that, you guys have a good week. Make the best out of your day. Let's get this ball rolling, get vaccinated, wear your mask, social distance. As sports fans, we can watch it on TV, but we want to be there. So do your part, get us back to work, get us back in stands, and let's just get the world back to normal and be kind. Just be kind to one another. So, yeah, that's it. That's everything by myself, riding solo. Chris, I miss you. This is weird talking to myself. So if you're listening, come back, feel better. All right, guys. Mm-hmm.